0: Welcome to the San Antonio Baptist Association. You're listening to a Sabbath Teams podcast. Hello, my name is Steve Payne. I'm with the Community Impact uh, of San Antonio Baptist Association. And today we're to welcome you to the Sabbath Teams podcast uh, for March 2020. Uh, we're still working on, and this is part three of podcast, we're discussing the topic of sex trafficking. Uh, Today we have uh, two ladies that have been with us uh, and giving us some great information on this, and we hope you will stay tuned for the next 15 minutes. Uh, Before we begin, uh, we'll go ahead and have a word of prayer from uh, Bishop Bryant.
1: Father, we bless and praise you, and we thank you for this day. We thank you for your presence and your power, and even now in this hour we need you. So as we have this discussion today, it's our prayer, Lord, that you would help us, O oh Lord, to uh, to meet the needs of our city uh, through your power and your love. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: Well, uh, again, we're so thankful to have Jennifer Rodriguez and Kylie Golden. I got the name right. All right. Jennifer, uh, to start off with, would you uh, talk a little bit about your relationship with? Uh, the foster care program.
2: Yes, yeah, so right now we're building those relationships and building those um, collaborations. And so we're fairly new, we're under a year old and we're excited already the partnerships that the Lord is sending us and um and that's what we're doing right now. We're building um that community of partnerships that can serve these families.
1: Is it uh are you having uh problems in in terms of uh uh them not necessarily wanting to uh, to deal with you or work with you.
2: So currently, um, the agencies that we are prof- are nonprofits as well, and and so it's it's been a smooth collaborating. You know, um, we're just figuring out like the details of our collaboration and and how we want to partner. Um, so. It's been pretty smooth with the nonprofits. Now, the foster care system, I um, the Lord has shown us favor, and we have partnered with social workers that um, are interested in partnering us with. And so we're having those conversations of um, what are some ways that we can collaborate, even with the foster, those caseworkers, you know. and And so we know in the state of Texas, the foster care system is... It needs some help and some work. <laughs> and Amen. so, um, and even being a support to them and how, how can we help you guys, you know, and what how can we wrap around those kids that are vulnerable and be a support? Um, I don't think that it's um, Child Protective Services' job to completely... It's the it's our community, you mm-hmm. know, and so um, it's not their problem alone. And so we're in the talks with um, some caseworkers that the Lord has opened doors with.
1: Yeah. Well, fantastic. Um, another question that kind of difficult for me, but um, are just girls targeted uh, in terms of sex tra- trafficking?
2: No, so sex trafficking there is no one certain race gender age that the traffickers target um it could be a girl or a boy and i know a lot of the situations that we talked about were young ladies but we're talking and when we talk about sex trafficking we're talking about sexual abuse you know and so you know we think about like young men like um, and you know, like, oh, young man, they don't get sexually abused, but they do, and, and it does even happen in the
3: foster homes. They already do before yeah. they
2: get involved in the sex the the trafficking. In foster home, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And some of them have had abuse even before they enter the foster care system. Or even if we're looking at just working with young adults or, you know, some of my teen parents, you know, they have experienced um, sexual abuse at the hands of their parents, um, you know, handing them over to friends or bringing in prostitutes because, oh, we want, we want our son to be a man. And, you know, I worked with this young man who... Um, who like I didn't I didn't understand his situation until it was explained to me like oh this is what are you talking about like watching a prostitute on tv not a big deal my mom brought real prostitutes to the house and being really me being a mother of three boys and being culture shocked by that because you you know as a mom you do everything to protect your children and um but there are some parents out there that, well, no, I want him to be a man. So at 12, 13 years old, bringing in their friends. And, you know, that is that is sex trafficking. That is sexual abuse. You know, you are doing something and profiting out of it. And so, and so um, or providing a child and you're profiting it or gaining it. Yeah. So I don't think that... Um, there is just uh, sexual abuse when it comes to girls. I mean, it's a billion-dollar industry, and so there is not just—it's um, not just a girl problem.
3: And another thing I like to mention is that some of these girls, when they're in sex trafficking and they do get caught and put in jail, um, they're the ones that—they're the ones that have to face it. The pimps never—you know—they—they're usually the ones that don't get caught and penalized, and. There's a lot of these girls that are, are even scared to get out of jail because they know their pimps will find them. And when they do, they know they're going to they're gonna beat them. Um, and because of all this trauma that they undergo with these men, um, you know the only support that they have in these situations is the other girls in the home. So they even they, they look to women being their relationship partners.
1: Um, Let me understand that. Uh, could you make that a little bit clearer?
3: They go lesbian. They okay. go lesbian. Mm-hmm. They go. They turn to women because they're afraid of men mm. after going through that.
2: And so, talking about the trauma, um, so most of the the average age is twelve years old, and by the time before they're eighteen, they would have had been raped over six thousand times and not only that but most of them don't survive to be even 18 it, the statistics shows that seven years if they're not rescued um by seven years after being trafficked um that they will um they will die um and they usually die probably um from um statistics shows like drug abuse sexual um like a sexual disease um because their immune system, they're so young, and they're having these multiple partners that their immune system is, like, defense is, is low, and they'll end up catching, like, a sickness or an illness. Or even and, maybe STDs. Yeah, and not STD. all of these encounters are protected. Mm-hmm. And so most of them don't survive to their 18th birthday.
0: I've got a few questions, too. I think one of the things that bothers me is when you talk about people who... Take on kids in the foster care foster care program uh, end up being sex traffickers themselves, and that's what really bothers me is the fact the trust that the the foster care program is putting them in, and also they're abusing them. You take them out of a program or take them away from their parents because of abuse, and put them in a foster care program that's giving them also having abuse. So it that's a hard thing for me to understand, but I, I can see the problem. But also when they reach eighteen. They're in pretty bad shape.
2: Yeah.
0: A lot of them are pretty bad. Some of them do well because they're strong, but a lot of them, and you were talking about what, 60 to 80 percent, maybe even more, that can get into a, a situation where they come out very damaged Yeah, and stuff. And and I think, uh, do you guys work with counseling at all where we can counsel, to get them back realizing don't hate men or don't hate women uh and it's that's not the way the world is the world doesn't operate that way do you have a
2: yeah so i'm excited about that one of the things that we did is we partnered with a counseling um they do trauma care counseling and they're licensed counselors and they will actually be in-house in luminary and so it's not a referral system even though um you know we believe in referrals and like sending people, um, but sometimes you you give a kid a referral and it goes in the purse, the bag, and they don't actually show up. But imagine having a facility where you say, you know what, I'm gonna walk you next door and we're gonna go set up a counseling session, or or let's see if they're available. You need to talk let's go. I mean, how amazing would that be just to have that in-house where we know that, yes, we know that god heals and restores but we also know that sometimes we need those christian licensed counselors to come in and get those areas of trauma that um they've been facing for imagine being in the um in sex trafficking for i mean even a year is too long (laughs) even Mm -hmm. a month is too long and the trauma that it causes and so um and so that's one of the partnerships that we're very excited to have and Um, and will be in-house and luminary.
0: Shouldn't that be mandatory, though? When they reach 18, shouldn't it be a mandatory situation where they have to go into counseling? They have to reach that, because Mm -hmm. we know... Most people know, especially in foster care, they know these kids are damaged. Yeah. And we just can't release them on the street and say, oh, have a good life, goodbye. Yeah. And I I can't see that happening. When you're 18, it doesn't mean that you're all on your own. Yeah. Most 18-year-olds don't want to be on their own. Yeah. Uh, 21-year-olds don't want to be on their own. I mean, nowadays, we know 27, 28-year-olds still live at home. But uh, I think it's important that somehow that we have a next step for them after they reach 18, high school, and, and get them, give them the hope they need. And I think through Christian counseling, I think something like that happened. But I think it should be mandatory. I think everybody, foster care said, guess what, guys, congratulations, you're 18. And a lot of them probably say, hey, I'm glad I'm out of here. But we need to put you to the next step. We want you Absolutely. to be healthy. We want you to be productive. We want you to be able to have a job and have a home uh, and, ha- and have a life.
2: Absolutely. No, I totally agree that I think that that's something that's needed. Um, and that's where I think we're, I don't know if the foster care system would ever mandate that. Um, I don't uh, know. Yeah. That's the sad thing about it. Yeah. But I I think it is something that's absolutely needed. Um, And I know we've been talking a lot about the kids in the foster care system, but... Our society as a whole is just broken, and so those there's a lot of young adults going into adulthood. You know, I've seen time and time again teen parents at the age of eighteen will, or even before eighteen, we've seen it all the time of like, oh, you have a kid, like you're on your own, and um, like I said, I have twenty year olds, and I'm like, I was I was telling my mom, I was just like, man, at that at their age, what they are now, I had three boys, and I cannot. As much as I love my boys, I cannot imagine them with three kids. <laughs> and um, and so, like, just the reality of it is, like, at 18, 19, 20, you don't have the skills to, to much less take care of yourself, but to take care of a child. And, and you know, and then to t- on top of that, having kids that have gone through trauma, um, well, that just even puts them further you know and so Mm -hmm.
3: well also i would say you know not all 18 19 year olds you know i think it goes back to like the whole family dynamic thing Mm -hmm. i just think more now nowadays more so it's it's more prominent in younger kids because of the family dynamics because i guess you know their parents they're not instilling in them the right things that they should be there's some families and there's some kids that are blessed and are confident, you know, at that age to mm-hmm. be able to do what they got to do. But, I mean, it's just it's not. Sadly,
2: <laughs> yeah. that's not more of. And we've seen through mentorship a lot of our girls through mentoring, uh, mentorship, and even bringing community. Some of the kids. So one of the Lord things that the Lord told me when I was doing Luminary was to bring back a remnant of the kids that have. Um, you know, that were aged out of the other organizations and that I had been working with since they were 15 to bring them back and to begin to pour into them and allow them to serve the kids that we will be getting in and so we did that. We said, hey, you guys, like we have this um, program and we're going to be serving teen parents and young adults and kids aging out of the foster care system and we want you to come back. And we've really seen how the Lord is pouring into them and using them um, to serve other kids in, the, in that area. And so it's been really exciting um, just to see And our stu- those kids that were teen parents and that um, maybe they did have trauma now we're seeing them. There, we have one who's about to graduate from UT, um, UTSA, and she's gonna be. She wants to be in a nonprofit ministry, oh, and right. so she's going great. for that. We have social workers, we have a nurse, and so we've seen the success of what community um, does.
0: I guess another question I have is: what are some of the ways that our churches could partner? with y'all and give us some of the things that they can get involved with.
2: Okay, so one of the things that I want to start out with is um, how they can partner. I'm going to start out with the overall foster care system. Um, um, Even though we don't handle the... um, like, there's agencies that handle going through the foster care system and stuff. We don't handle that. But I'm going to advocate for them today. Get involved with the foster care system. We need churches to get involved and church members to foster. There is such a great need of fostering that most of the kids in San Antonio get shipped to Houston or Dallas because we don't even have enough foster wow. M- wow. parents here in this city. So I would say my first um, thing that I'm going to advocate for is for the foster care system for how us many, to get How involved. many kids?
0: In the foster care program in San
2: Antonio, I do not you know? have that number, but I do know it's really high. I, I mean, we've heard news stories where there's st- they're sleeping in the foster um, the offices of the CPS workers. So um, I know that there's a transition right now that the children's shelter is um, stepping in and helping out with that. But they, we need foster care um, people of faith to foster kids, and and if we think about that, how much less. Um, would that cause, you know, what, how much how would the numbers drop if they were able to foster the church?
1: As we um, kind of close out, uh, I guess we, need, we really need to know about your website and, yeah. and uh, more information on your organization. Can okay. you tell us a little bit about that before we close?
2: Yeah, so you can um, look at our website at luminary-sa.org. And then how to contact us is by going um, an email, luminary.sanantonio at gmail.com.
0: Also, um, you can also contact San Antonio Baptist Association, uh, Steve Payne, uh, if you want more information on it. I think it's extremely important. Uh, we want to have everyone being aware of, Uh, what's going on in san antonio Uh, san antonio is our first and then we can move on from there but san antonio is is such a prime example of the things that are hiding uh in this city but are causing major concerns and problems uh once again i want to thank you for tuning in uh we want to thank jennifer and and kylie kylie (laughs) kylie for being here uh i think that we were touched with this topic uh, and we really want to know more about it and be more aware of it. So please get back with us, a bit with Jennifer, uh, if you're interested or some other have made more questions about it. Uh, thank you very much, and God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Sabbath Teams podcast. We look forward to continuing our conversation next time, in hopes of better connecting, encouraging, and supporting churches for kingdom impact.